Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. Join host Marco Torres, co-founder of MarketingBoost.com, along with expert guests as they deliver incredible proven solutions to your marketing challenges in each power-packed episode. Captain Marco has guided thousands of entrepreneurs, growing their sales and marketing through the use of value-add incentives. His Facebook groups are home to more than 84,000 entrepreneurs who are raking in sales with his advice. Get ready to be blown away with game-changing lessons for your business. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast, where we bring you business stories, experts in business, and inspiration on how to grow and build your business to the next level. Today, we've got a very special guest, Daniel uh, Krikorian. Daniel is a creative and visionary business leader with a stellar story of building organizations focused on enhancing customer satisfaction through compelling, impactful, and one-of-a-kind experiences with a unique blend of experiences and business operations. He started out in events and management, video, production, and digital media. He's widely renowned at delivering unforgettable, super creative experiences in the wedding industry, especially. Daniel established a, a what uh, remembered in 2017, an organization located in Massachusetts, specializing in wedding planning, photography, entertainment, makeup, and film. Uh, ingrained in three main pillars, making it affordable, communications, and quality of service, and by recruiting the right talent. The company quickly became the fastest growing wedding company service in the region. The company's strength lies in a solid, specialized team trained for several years in crafting unique and magnificent wedding experiences with sales above $1 million. And just a moment ago, before we went live, uh, actually, the sales are over 1.6 million in sales, uh, which is spectacular for the wedding industry. And then he's recently said he did over what 800 weddings last year. Did you say? Yeah. Daniel? 876. Yes, in 2022 alone. Wow, that's some serious yes. volume. I mean, I can't even imagine the size <laughs> of the team and the uh, stress level. The wonder why you don't have any hair left anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first one to say that. And honestly, it'd be great if I had any. So I don't know what the trade-off is there. All right. Well, well, Daniel, I'm thrilled to have you on the show because we do have a number of, uh, just to kind of give you a quick overview of the Marketing Boost audience, you know, our Facebook group alone is over 30,000 entrepreneurs in the group that use, for those listening, if you haven't heard of Marketing Boost before, we provide the wow, surprise, and delight factor to entrepreneurs to help them with travel incentives that they can use to give away as gifts, as a, you know, or as an incentive, or as what I call that, the adult happy meal to try to, you know, take people <laughs> their, their eye off of the prize and focus, I mean, off of the price and focus on the prize, which works really well for a lot of our members that are used that are in the photography industry or in the wedding industry, and they're using our incentives. And uh, well, you're not yet, but we'll talk about that along the way. But I want to hear your story and how you inspire, uh, you know, your growth, and how other business owners listening can uh, can learn from that, regardless of whatever industry they're in. But let's start with tell us how you got into the wedding industry in the first place. 
Well, I got to be honest with you. I don't think a single person in my life ever thought I'd be in the wedding industry. I actually grew up in my father's uh, auto body shop. So grease under the nails, you know, working every single day. Um, cars were always my life. So this is a pretty dramatic switch. Uh, when I went to college, I got a degree in marketing and really fell in love with economics and psychology. And it pushed me really into the video production space. So I was doing a lot of different video production, a lot of sports production. Um, we had really built our business, me and my business partner, James, we decided that we were going to go and work with small businesses to do promotional content. So, and it was really funny because we were struggling in the sports industry and, and there were a few individuals who said to us, like, I love your mind. I love the way you, you know, create these advertisements and these concepts. Can you do a video for us? Can you help us? And I did, and you know, they were willing to hand us a check right away. So that's a big thing when you're starting a business, right? It's just cash up front, just do it, get it done. A lot of trust in us, a lot of faith, and we were very grateful. And so we start building this whole concept up and we're working. And all of a sudden, you know, 2019 comes around, we have this business and starting to actually make all the money back that we had spent getting our feet under us. What happens? COVID wipes us out. And we're sitting on our hands, which we're not good at at all. We, we, we can't stop moving. And here is a woman reaching out on a site called Thumbtack, uh, a lead gen site. And she says, you know, can you video my wedding? And, you know, what the hell? Why not? I'll video your wedding. If that's what you want. I mean, I've never done it. I'll give you a good price and go out there. And so we did it. And she said to me, you know, this is amazing. This is incredible. I can't believe it. Five star reviewed us, loved us. And I said to myself, you know, well, number one, why are people charging so much? And why does she like me so much? Because I assume when someone likes me that much, something's wrong because I wasn't, <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 it's a terrible thing, but you know, that's where my brain went. Okay. Something's wrong with this industry. And so we go out there and all of a sudden next one comes in right away. Next one, next one, next one. And James and I start getting overwhelmed with these leads. And I said, okay, something, something's wrong here. We're brand new. This shouldn't be happening. And what I found right away was all of these photographers and videographers that were out there, and both of us had known photography as well, they wanted their six, their eight hours, or they were just going to take the government subsidies because of COVID. And so there was no one in the market willing to do it, especially for under six hours. And we were doing one, two, three hour packages, and COVID didn't allow you to do anything else, especially in New England. And it was still the winter months. So we, you know, people were just, they wanted to get married. They wanted to, to have that moment. So we went out there and we offered the one to two hours and we got booked. I mean, we did 147 jobs in the first year. But then I said to myself, okay, and all five stars, I mean, five stars every single time. And I start reading reviews and I see this constant thread, great photos, horrible service. And growing up in an auto body shop, with my dad, you know, being that small business owner, I said, how can you possibly be spending this much for the greatest day of your life in getting such terrible service? That to me doesn't make sense. That, so then that's, what you were started, seeing, that's what you were seeing from your competitors? That's correct. Yep. Right. And so my incentive-based mind from the economic side of things and what, what, what's leading to this and I found out very quickly, when you do 40 jobs a year as a photographer or a videographer, you're always looking for your next client. You're 
their wedding is not their wedding to you. It's your portfolio piece. And so your incentive is always to do what's best for you. And since you're usually a great photographer, but you're, you don't have the financial skills, the marketing skills, you don't want to spend your time there. So you're putting whatever I call it ego pricing, you know, whatever price out there that your ego is satisfied with. And so it's not actual the price of the market, which economics dictates. And so you have these, you know, inconsistencies in pricing. You have these inconsistencies in security. Who knows if the guy's going to show up? And that was Petra, you know, that was really exuberated during COVID. God only knows if they're going to get sick. Can they show up? Are they just taking my money? Are they a scam? What's going on? And so I said, look, a corporate model fits this perfectly. My background in business wars, I read about competition and how how businesses have taken you know, situations and molded them to create a better customer experience. Um, I saw this and I went, wow, we can really fix this. We can use a corporate model. And actually, I took a little bit of a note from Uber. And I said, there's a security problem for the bride, but there's also a security problem for the contractor. That contractor doesn't know when they're going to get their next meal in terms of service. So what if I go and I create a system that allows the bride to book with us you know, we take care of the financials, the marketing, the structure, and then the contractor can pick up that job whenever they feel like it, similar to an Uber. And then I said, look, there's some more security going on here. There's some more problems. You never know what you're going to get in terms of a camera or equipment or what they're capable of. So how do we do this? Well, it's a fixed cost. Let's go buy all of the equipment. Let's Buy it as an upfront cost. We know it lasts five years. So 800, you know, photo and video did 460 weddings last year. So, I mean, we do that times five years and we're easily paying this off. That's pennies, right? So let's go buy a fix. So that way, anyone who's a creative can come into the industry and they can learn. Now let's build an academy. And so we're doing this. And what do I hear constantly? Again, we're trying to listen. I hear, wow, you guys are a one-stop shop. I wish you did everything. I looked at my business partner and said, why the hell can't we? And so what if we allowed everything in-house, make it so a bride can come here, a groom can come here, and they can just go through everything. And you know what? When we analyzed it, the marketing cost was so damn high because of these lead gen sites. If I book you for five services and I spread that cost out, I can give you a massive discount because for me, my costs are really covered here. So I have a good margin and you're getting a better deal you're dealing with one person most most couples deal with 15 people i don't know about you but i have a hard time managing three and so managing 15 people on a stressful day of your life no bueno so one individual manage the whole team make it a one-stop shop reduced price better experience you know our academy trains people to be of a certain level and get get them experience that no one else can in a, in a quick amount of time so there were all of these components that were just coming together. And last year, we put all of those, you know, we do the coordination, the planning, um, the makeup, the photography, the videography, the DJ, all of this in-house. Um, and currently, we're actually going for $5 million in fundraising to allow us to buy venues and create an affiliate program. So a venue can sell us and allow us to be all under one roof with lockers for pickup and drop off. So our trucks prep the equipment, prep the, um, the bags, send them out to a venue in Cape Cod, you know, a, a, usually a 200 mile round trip for us. But now we have Cape Cod photographers who are trained at that venue who can pick up there and get all of their photo kits, all of their DJ kits, all of it. 
reducing travel costs that would normally be passed on to the consumer. They get a local photographer, a local DJ, local planner, and pay less for it because now they don't have to pay the travel costs. And for us, I'm sending one van down there with all the equipment instead of sending, you know, 20, 50 guys there on a weekend. And you're still doing all of this mostly up in the Northeast there, or you've become more of a national brand? So what we're doing right now, because we have everything in-house, we're growing slower than we'd like, but that's okay. Um, We're doing this all in the New England region right now as as basically a big case study. Um, Our goal is to take this $5 show what it can do, and then go ahead and either go public in the next five to 10 years or find a VC that can allow us to spread throughout the country. Nice. I like that, having a, the, the plan, the exit plan, et cetera, or a growth plan like that. Uh, so what Oh, yeah, you... we're going to have fun. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit there about current, you know, what, how you grew your business, which was very unique, very uh, inspiring to others listening. In other words, looking for what's wrong with this industry what's the you know what are some of my takeaways from what you said so far as you you know what's wrong with this industry what are the what are the negative reviews that most of my competitors are getting and can i come up with a solution that that makes this better for the over you know for the whole for the whole picture so what other what would you say are the current trends that are affecting the wedding industry now i mean obviously Obviously, COVID was dramatic and gave you an opportunity to find a, a, a niche within COVID. Now that it's over, that helped probably was a big part of your blowing up last year mm-hmm. and 21, 22. Uh, what, yeah. are the, what are the trends uh, in 23 and beyond? Well, well, what I see right now is actually a bust. So whenever you have a boom that you had in 2023, so uh, I should say in 2022, you had all of these people who said, I'm done. I just want to get married. I want to see the family again. So you had people who had typically, you know, they wanted the June 10th wedding. They said, I'll settle for the June 8th on a Thursday. Now, following that, they're back to the, okay, we're out of this thing. I want my June 10th. And so my trend, I, I actually see the market in fluctuation downward right now for the weddings, even though it's a very consistent market, it's not going to fluctuate similar to like a housing crash, but I do see it uh, fluctuating down. Um, That being said, we still are generating over 600 leads a month, which is one of our highest we've ever seen. So um, to the degree of which that's fluctuating downward, I'm not too sure. We could also just be growing because of the brand recognition from last year. My overall trends, though, is the micro weddings. Um, People are spending less because they have less disposable income. And so they're limiting how many people are coming. They're still getting the beautiful experience and they're actually going after the experience instead of going after the financial um, uh, distress. And so they're saying, okay, look, I, I want that gorgeous venue. I want the sunset. I want the beach, but can't afford it at 150 people. So I'm going to afford it at, 100, at 50 people instead. And they're really cutting that budget down and taking experience over um gathering sure that so makes, that makes a lot of sense why not make it more of a uh and market it as you know um we're looking yeah. for a a more what's the word i'm looking for uh, intimate. intimate intimate yeah intimate experience yeah, right. we're not inviting everybody we know we're we're if you're lucky to be invited it's because you're you're one of the special ones in, in exactly yeah <laughs> i like yeah. that idea so uh 
you know, maybe this is not an appropriate question to ask online here. We can always edit this out, but what is the average, or maybe with your competitors, what is the average investment somebody makes in an overall wedding for, you know, 50 people versus a hundred in the, you know, in the typical, again, you don't have to quote your prices. I'm just kind of, nope. well, what would the industry be out there at this time? Sure. Well, no, actually, I'm, I'm happy to. We're, we're very transparent with our pricing. But what I will tell you is that the average person in Massachusetts is spending over $43,000 on a wedding. Now, the uh, industry average across the U.S. is $29,000. Uh, that being said, over 30%, actually 30% of individuals in Massachusetts spend $158,000 on their wedding. Um, but the average, again, does sit at that 43 mark. Um, there's another big chunk of people, it's about 17%, that sit at the $78,000 mark. Um, but, you know, New England, we're, we actually don't have a considerable amount of weddings. Last year in New England, we did do uh, the overall uh, region, the 96,000 weddings. Uh, the average for the region is about 47. So it almost doubled with that boom. Um, that being said, I, I, it really depends on the space. Again, you have that ego pricing. I think, you know, an average photographer is around 22 to 2,500, but that's, you know, the, the other big problem with this data that I've found, there's a great site called wedding.report. Yeah, I think it's called wedding.report and they do a lot of data with the industry. The problem is they don't dig into what's included in that. So Sometimes the one shooter, sometimes the two shooter. I know a lot of people for a grand package are spending around four to five thousand dollars for photography, which is absolutely outrageous. Um, but then you have other people who, you know, will go to them. Our average price is for six hours is fifteen hundred. Um, we'll go and people will look at us and say you're nuts, and they say I want to spend under five hundred. And you know, could they get someone for that? Sure, you know, but you are rolling the dice on one of the biggest days of your life. And that's something that, you know, I think has kept the contractor por portion of this industry alive for so long because people don't want to risk it. And that emotional strain is worth paying more for. Um, and, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Especially if you intend on getting, uh, uh, you know, wedding the pictures and the videography mm -hmm. and the whole, you know, mix in there. Um, uh, so taking a, take a minute here, let's take a minute and uh, uh, let our sponsors of Marketing Boost give us a, a break here. We'll be back in five seconds here. It's time to wow, surprise, and impress your clients with the most powerful customer draw card available anywhere. The Marketing Boost Solution Show is brought to you by Marketing Boost, where you can get valuable travel and restaurant incentives to drive your leads from prospects to paying customers. Now you can offer complimentary hotel stays in over 130 destinations worldwide. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com and try it for free right now. Welcome back to the Marketing Boost Solutions Show. We're here talking to Daniel, an expert in weddings and uh, has built a huge business that is actually uh, looking to grow. And he's got, a, what is it, a $5 million uh, uh, investment round coming up. Yep. Investment round Man. coming up into your operation, looking to go public eventually. Big, big plans. Uh, back to the industry and how you got, how do you do your online lead generation? Tell us a bit about what you're doing there and how you generate those 600 leads a month. 
Yeah, so we're a little bit of a slave. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, sites like Wedding Wire, The Knot, uh, Thumbtack, these are lead gen sites, but they're mostly they're mostly billboards. Um, you know, Thumbtack has a little bit of an algorithmic play. We get, I'd say, 60 to 70% of our leads through there. We've actually have utilized more um brand recognition style tools in recent months, such as, you know, Google, um, billboards, um, you know, uh, wedding expos as well. We actually own the New England Wedding Expo too. So all of these are accounting for it. It's a really tough play on these sites because, you know, Wedding Wire and the Knot charge you per fixed price versus a Thumbtack that's going ahead and charging you per lead. Thumbtack recently doubled their prices but again, these are things where you're talking about an industry where an individual or couple is making a very, very large purchase, one of the largest purchases in their life, and they have such little information about it going in. And so they look to these lead gen sites to give them guidance, some type of guidance. Um, you know, wedding wire and not are building, they're, they're actually allowing them to build a profile and then they're, you know, putting us um, in local searches. So they also own a lot of SEO space. I mean, they've been up there, you know, they, they've been playing the algorithm on Google for, you know, decades now. And so you have just to compete against them from a Google standpoint, you're, you're kind of, excuse my lack of a better word here, pissing up a rope. Um, so there, there is certain things involved here that we've had to um, work with. And, you know, we've also read how these algorithms work. So we've dominated the Thumbtack platform with, you know, response rate um, with everything from, you know, their uh, kind of feeding into their whole algorithmic play. Um, I think this is rather unique to the wedding industry. But again, one of my biggest pieces of advice is understand how people find you and then and, and how you can listen to them and then how you can uh, really target them. Um, you know, as much as we have to be slaves, we're also very efficient. We can see exactly who's looking for it, how many people are in our area, and we can target our pricing and and our algorithm towards it. So you can play the system uh, if you know how to. So where do you where so in all of that said about where are you focusing your marketing the most? Um, so we. During the months of January, February, and March, we put a heavy emphasis and, and put most of our marketing on um, on brand recognition through sites like Facebook, um, just getting our name out there. Because most people are actually finding us on multiple sites before they book. Three is really the magic number. So they might see us on Facebook as they're doom scrolling at night. That's what the kids call it. Um, then they're going and they're searching on Google and our name's popping up. And then they're going to see us on Wedding Wire and the Knot and find us as a trustworthy source. And then they might go to our website and push in an inquiry directly through our page, which we're not, quote unquote, paying for uh, per lead, but we are paying for that uh, kind of trickle down system there. So Right, right. Because you know that you know they've been in multiple places and I would imagine you're doing remarketing as well. So if they came on to if once they hit your Facebook page, you're trying to hit them wherever else they go and what have you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the emotional factor is so large here too. Uh, so, you know, shaking hands is huge for those expos. Yeah. So getting at the expo. So what is what do you mean by horizontal and vertical integration when I was reading something mm. you know, about your page here and what does that mean mm. to you and how do you, what, what is, how is that important to your business? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've always learned about 
uh, vertical integration and allowing that process to, you know, have everything in house to lower lower costs. Um, well, I think before the podcast, we were talking about the fact that we purchased all of the equipment and we really made it so not only from a security standpoint, but it is a fixed cost. And we knew that over a large portion of weddings, that cost would be pennies. So that type of vertical integration, you know, having a team that's checking equipment, going through it, prepping it, sending it out there, doing all of these things in our hub and spoke model, that's really the vertical side of it. You know, having the, the financials, the marketing, the sales, everything in-house, you know, again, this whole idea of personal connection with your contractor for your wedding. I mean, they've only done 40 weddings a year. They really, they only know what they know. And that's so limited for us. You call us, one of our wedding specialists is going to pick up, we're going to help. And we can do that any time of the day because we're available, even on Saturdays and Sundays when people are most available to talk, uh, a contractor is not going to be able to. But the horizontal integration, I really talk about it as, you know, having the photo, the video, the event plan, DJ coordination, having it all under one roof, again, being able to lower that price, uh, that combination of the two, I've just seen, you know, tremendous amounts of uh, effects, both from the profitability side, even with our low pricing um, in, in the overall security. So I, I think it's a winning combination, um, you know, the horizontal, I don't, we, we, we kind of, you know, made that up in a degree saying, hey, we're both horizontally and vertically integrated, meaning right, we're just, right, right. we boxed ourselves you know, in. <laughs> I find that really amazing when I think about it is because you've, you've taken, you know, the whole umbrella approach to something that I don't know too many others that are doing that anywhere because it's, it just sounds very complex. How long have you, you know, you started this, uh, when exactly, Daniel? I mean, technically 2020. Um, so it's, it's been, yeah, it's been three years. Um, and really we took our stride in 2021 when we, we put this, this whole model in play. And again, it's been this consistent learning of just, Oh, Hey, you know, we did this. Oh, people really reacted. Well, we, we listened to our people, um, which has been huge. And that, that's always my biggest piece of advice. If you're willing to listen to the market, you can hear some pretty incredible things. Um, you know, again, the ego pricing problem, when you have someone out there looking for 40 people, maybe they get 200 inquiries a year. And then they're saying that that's the industry. We got 5,000 plus inquiries last year and we listened to them and we adjusted. We can just make uh, such more aggressive moves to help because we understand what's actually going on. And so that's, you know, even though we we're only three years into this, we've seen such tremendous success, you know, the 1.6 million last year. Um, it, it's really a testament to how well I think we're serving our, our, our people. And, you know, we actually got a 9.8 rating um, out of those, you know, 876 weddings. So that was something that we were really, really thankful for. I can't, I can't imagine how you pulled this off. I mean, it really is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it really is pretty amazing because you started bringing in all of these contractors under your umbrella. Uh, what is your vetting process? I guess, well, you actually created an academy to make sure that your your photographers were up to par. What about all of the other uh, uh, services that are under the same umbrella? Yeah, no. So we're actually expanding the academy to, to meet with all of them and, and to have all of those courses. That being said, um, even even if the online portion of the academy doesn't expose our coordination courses, for example, 
Um, all of our coordinators do have to go through a, a test. They have to go through um, our courses and a test to actually go out there. They have to go through a process. That's another big thing because we're doing so many weddings, we can actually have people shadow. And so now, you know, we, we wanted to make it so there was actually a ladder too. So when a, when a contractor comes in, they get certified through our academy, they can start taking jobs and utilizing our equipment. But then if they want to learn more, they actually then go and can get certified as a mentor. And we teach them how to train other people. And so now they're taking people in the academy and they're having them shadow them. And they're training them hands-on on the wedding day. And so that couple is getting, you know, two sets of eyes, two people with cameras in their hands, and they're really getting, um, you know, uh, a mentor at their wedding, which is wonderful. And that contractor is now going to have shadowing hours before they even can get their certification to then go work for us. So it's this whole system that really allows everyone to, um, to work and, and to get their, uh, to get some incredible experience. And then the couple, you know, wins because of that, which is awesome. So obviously you've got a bunch of uh, independent contractors that work through you for, you know, all of the different, uh, areas, whether it be the, the wedding cake people, the venue, the this, that, and the other. What, mm -hmm. uh, how big is your, how big is your individual, your in-house team become over in the last couple of years with that now? Yeah, so we're um, 14 full-time employees uh, in our offices out of Westboro, um, but we do have, you know, the 35, uh, I think, no, we have more than that, so 40 plus uh, contractors now too, so uh, we call them wedding professionals because they're not walking through here as a contractor, not a random person. We're not saying to them, hey, you know, come on in or, or, you know, a lot of the other companies that look like us, they're what I call is like marketing agencies. They go out there. They don't know who the hell you are. They say, hey, Marco, you know, oh, you, you need a photographer. Perfect. It's thirty two fifty. And then they go and they find someone for twenty seven fifty and they say, hey, you know, uh, James, you look like a good photographer. Uh, tell us you have this equipment and uh, we'll connect you to Marco. It's like, oh God, that's a risky business. And, you know, we actually pride ourselves on taking care of our people. So they come to us and they say, hey, Dan, I want to learn how to do this. Hey, Dan, can you help? Absolutely. Come on in. Hey, Dan, you know, one calls me, Dan, I'm at this wedding, my flash, I have a problem with it. All right, I'm down there. And, you know, we drive out, we go take care of them or, or hey, the setting's wrong. Let me get you on the phone with James. James is going to fix it for you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's that, you know, I, I still do weddings. I do, I'm a photographer, uh, first and foremost, I do video, love video because I started in video. Um, I coordinate a wedding. Hell, I've been a makeup assistant before. And uh, I, I took that, I was, a, I was a makeup assistant with pride. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll bet. I so. That could be fun in the dressing room. <laughs> 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 with all the I got to tell you. All the girls that are in there, and the, the, the you know, so. <laughs> well, I walked out. I got to tell you the funniest thing. So my, my makeup artist, she calls me at 1030 at night and says, my, my makeup assistant who works with us is sick. She just called me. She's going to call you. She can't make it. I said, geez, okay, what are you going to do? She goes, I don't know, but I need someone down there in Cape Cod for 6 a.m. And I said, screw it. I'll do it. And she goes, you're going to do it? I'll do it. Whatever. So I go down there, and I'm lugging in all of her equipment. Um, all of our equipment and she all of the ladies look at me and they go I go what and they go who are you and I go oh I'm Dan I'm a makeup assistant today and they just went what and I said don't worry I'm not touching your faces and so every time I wash the brush or you know a wet a sponge they started clapping for me they thought it was the funniest thing they're like eat have a good time this is hilarious I, I it was it was it was great <laughs> that's funny that's great 
So uh, how would you, in, when you go to thinking about scaling your business next, um, what do you have in mind? How would you go about scaling, uh, you know, or what is your plan for scaling and growth? Yeah, so um, again, one of the things is we wanted to continue this hor horizontal and vertical integration. Uh, we knew that one of the biggest expenses that crushes us is the travel expense. You know, gas is expensive. Um, so going down to Cape Cod, you know, it's a 200 um, mile round trip, easy. And, you know, we're paying our guys for travel, even our contractors are our wedding professionals. So we said, you know, how do we reduce this? And I said, well, look, if I send 50 people down there in a weekend, we get screwed. If I send one van down there, it's a different story. And then they don't have to drive up here to get their equipment, especially if they live all across New England. There, there has to be a solution here. And I said, well, look, let's make this a solution that also helps the bride. Let's make it so the first point of contact you're going to have is with your venue, unless you have a planner. And I want to say it's over 67% of people don't use planners. So let's throw that out the window and let's say it's the venue. So you're going to your venue and your venue, again, now says you're booked. You just paid for one of the largest expenses and now you're lost. You have no idea what the book next. You're going on Thumbtack, Wedding Wire, the Knot. But what if I can capture you there before you even get exposed to anyone else? And what if I can say to you, look, you book with us and it's all in-house and it's all here, one place. You don't have to worry about people showing up on time. It's our team. So we need to own venues. But the problem with owning venues is they're millions of dollars and that takes a long time. And so I have a very intuitive sales individual here who said to me, Dan, why don't we create an affiliate program? Make it so the venue can actually become an affiliate of ours. They can sell our services so that way the customer can still get the reduced price because they're making money off of our services through a rev share agreement. We can utilize their space for training purposes for Wedding Day Academy, which is our academy branch. We can actually put lockers in their uh, venues to allow our people to pick up and drop off and utilize the hub and spoke model that we want to create with the hub being our main office or the hub being our a storage facility where the um, vans go out of to drop off and pick up equipment and also a service center. You know, what if we can do that? And so our plans right now are actually to use the 5 million in this funding round to go out there and rebuild our site uh, to the extent where the couple can create a profile, they can get more up-to-date information, they can get automated text and actually track their wedding professionals so they're always at ease. Um, it will also allow the venue to sell through us, becoming a new sales uh, individual, which is wonderful because think about it. I could hire more sales people. Uh, we call them wedding um, specialists. I could hire more of them in the company. We'd have to have more computers, more space, all of this, or I can go right to the source, which is the venue, and I can allow them to sell it all late, and they, they just make some money before I have to spend it on marketing with lead gen. Um, and again, you know, I'm reducing travel costs. I'm putting better wedding professionals local to their area so they know the area better. They don't have to travel as far, so they're happy. They get paid more money because I have more money to give them out of our profit. Um, and everyone really wins here. It's, it's, a, it's a great system. So right now in the next three to five years, we're trying to launch that system across New England because it's such a healthy and consistent market in New England. It's a destination market. It has, you know, low price, high price. So you can really test it out on such yeah. a vast scale um, and then say, hey, look, this works. Now we want to go for a larger funding round 
or we want to go for a public offering and establish hubs throughout the entire country. Um, you know, the tri-state area of Long of uh, New York, New Jersey, and um, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania is right below us. So it's really not that far. I mean, we can hit all of these different regions like this and, you know, have it very close by. You can keep our offices with our editing team because we're all based in the U.S. Editing is all done here. You know, you can keep our sales, marketing, um, editing all in one location. And actually, if we need to hit Connecticut too, that was at New York, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, we can send some of our guys down here. We'll have to pay them a travel fee, but it's not that bad, you know, if you have to do it in the beginning um, and continue that expansion. So how that's our season, plan. How does, see, how does seasonality affect your business? I would imagine that like up in Cape Cod, there's only a few months of the year that are mostly being booked for the weddings and, or does that, mm -hmm. do people spread that out regardless to save money? No, it actually, it does have a big play here. Our actual logistical plan is once we're done with New England and we, we've really solidified it, we want to, you know, go to the tri-state region, but then I actually want to jump us down to Florida. Um, logistically, it's a little bit more taxing, but it does eliminate that seasonality because there is a season. I mean, it is like this. And, you know, um, we do have a lot of bookings in our off season, so we don't worry about it from a financial standpoint. But if we could allow for the wheels to keep turning all year long, again, this model really allows for it because all you have to do is put a storage hub down there and get affiliates on board and you're in the region like this. Yeah. Um, so really does allow for it to grow at an exponential rate. Uh, that's why, you know, the, the backing is so important. We've self-funded this thing the whole way. We actually took our profits and reinvested 250,000 in equipment last year just to keep up with the, uh, the, the demand. So, so quick, uh, quick the question only I have, so another question I have for you, sorry to interrupt, is um, with all of these wheels, all these spokes, as you call it, in your hub and all of this communication between your vendors, your contractors, your staff, your your customer, what are you using for a CRM? How are you managing and automating your back end? So I don't, I don't want to tell anyone about this because uh, it's kind of my little secret, but it's also a hilarious story because we, so right now, we have a lot of systems that don't talk to each other, but I know actually how to code and I learned how to get them to talk enough so, so it works very well. Um, we are going to take this funding and build a CRM that is clean. So this isn't the case anymore because I do not want to stress test this beyond a certain point. However, when I was looking for something as, of a solution, in the beginning we were using Google Calendar and uh, Square. But as we grew, we knew we couldn't do that. So the only solution that's out there is actually a lawn care and HVAC site that allows you to track people, assign your team, um, convert your quotes through deposits to, um, or down payments to jobs, have those jobs on a calendar system. Um, it's a wonderful CRM. It has, it, it's a new company, it's called Jobber. Um, it's a new company, it has its flaws. It also has a problem, you know, because it wasn't built for weddings. So, you know, there's right. that component. So let me let me interrupt us there on that thought because one of our sponsors, AutomationBooster.com. Let's hear from them, and we'll be right back to talk about CRMs and automation. Hold your hold your thought there, Daniel. 
Is your business on autopilot yet? Do you have automation in place to capture, nurture, and convert prospects into clients via email, SMS, ringless voicemails, appointment setting? Get all the inbound and outbound marketing tools in one place. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on automating your business so you can make money while you sleep. Welcome back to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast, where we're talking about automation now. We're talking about how to, you know, weddings and Daniel, the expert in wedding, built an amazing business, launched in 2020, and is now doing over $1.6 million a year in uh, weddings, over 800 weddings last year with a team of 40 contractors, 14 employees, all just blown up in the last year and a half, looking, doing his $5 million round of fundraising to take it to another level. And we've been talking about when you grow a business this big, you've obviously got to do more than try as, as most of us start out in small businesses. Like Daniel mentioned earlier, he started out with systems that don't communicate with each other and need email and calendar and, and something else for text messaging and what have you. So uh, Automation Booster, guys, is a, a platform we provide. It may not be perfect for the wedding industry, but it certainly does provide the average business owner out there the ability to set up systems in place for email marketing, text messages, voicemail broadcasting, and great ways to set up all your reminders, all your communication. Uh, Daniel, I'll have to introduce you to that as well. It may be something that might, oh, yeah. uh, that might be something that could support your operation, maybe not. But overall, it uh, it's a funnel builder. I mean, it does everything. But uh, so you were talking about what was it just for the sake of it? Again, folks, there's a lot of solutions out there. I honestly believe there's never been a better time th than right now to be an entrepreneur because the technology is so much technology available and it's so affordable compared to what it was when I got into the business. I've been in the internet marketing business since two thousand since 1996, when very early days of the internet. And, you know, back then, anything you wanted to develop, you had to build it from scratch. There was not a lot of plug and play <laughs> software on the table like there is today. Right. So as an entrepreneur today, you can build your website in, you know, minutes compared to days like it used to be. You can set up your automation. You can build your email campaigns. You can set up voicemail broadcasting, text messaging. There's just amazing technology to build your business, build your website, build your lead generation processes and so forth. So whatever, regardless of what CRM platform you're using, the point is you need to have one. You need to be using automation and setting up a CRM. So as you generate each lead, you are following up with that lead and nurturing it, turning it into a paid customer. Once it's a paid customer, you better have systems in place to communicate with that client and let that client communicate with you, regardless of how whatever is their their preferred way to communicate, whether it be email, text, voicemail, and uh, or be a Facebook messenger, et cetera. And all those should come into your CRM, one hub where you can log in with your phone or your, or your desktop and communicate with your client. And that's what we do with Automation Booster. We're not the only CRM that does that, but we provide an affordable solution. So you need to look into that. Uh, Daniel, tell us more about, um, um, you know, what would you say to an entrepreneur out there? What advice would you give to somebody? I mean, again, hats off to you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to know you and get to see the kind of success you've built in several, just a few years during COVID, <laughs> during this you know, amazing challenges of COVID, you built, of all things, a wedding business. 
and a photography business wrapped around the wedding industry during COVID when everybody else was throwing their hands up saying, nothing we can do and just take the government handouts. What, uh, you know, what would you, what advice would you give to an entre solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a wannabe entrepreneur that, uh, you know, to, to, to take action and start building a business? Yeah, um, well, I think I, I have two pieces. One is relevant. Uh, one is very relevant. And that is whenever there's economic uh, despair, there's opportunity. And that's something that I think the rich know very well. Um, I, I, you know, I found that to be the case. If there is economic despair, uh, people still need things and they need them bad. And if you can find a way to do it cheaper, faster, more affordable, or, or, or more efficient uh, on your end, you can really create an incredible business and quickly um, because there's such a high demand for such a short amount of time. And that's what we did during COVID. We saw an opportunity and we took advantage of it. Um, you know, we did it for all the right reasons. And I truly believe that's what everyone should do, uh, especially if you listen, you pay attention. Uh, but that being said, I just think that there's always going to be opportunities um, in multiple markets and multiple different, um, you know, fluctuations of the market, but especially during any type of despair, uh, th there's some big things out there. Um, that being said, something that's a little less relevant, uh, you know, I like to say it's in three years, but then again, you know, we, we've been at this thing, me and my business partner, we established in 2017, another company that morphed into this. And I've once heard that an overnight success takes 10 years. And I, I honestly believe it. Um, it's a slog. You know, it's, it's just kind of going through the mud, being uh, understanding when to pivot, which I think is one of the toughest things. Uh, you know, I sit there and I'm always like, oh, am I giving up on an idea or am I pivoting? What's the difference? And that's just such a fine, razor thin line. I don't even know if I could explain to you what made me do certain things, but when you see the opportunity and the train flying by at 100 miles an hour, you grab on and you hold on for dear life and you take advantage and you be grateful for every opportunity that comes with it. That, that to me is really my, my story. Um, and I said that to my partner whenever we got upset. I said, look, we, we struggled for how long? Um, you know, this train's passing by and if we don't hold on for dear life and take advantage of everything it's offering for us, I think we're fools. Uh, and I think we're ungrateful fools at that point. So let's do it. Uh, it's going to hurt and it's going to, you know, be unfortunate, but um, the end result is worth it. And, you know, if you're a true entrepreneur uh, like me, I, um, I, I want to make an impact. I want to make a legacy. Um, I didn't think my legacy would be in weddings, but if I'm changing people's lives and I, I, I can take that, that's for sure. So that's awesome. So, yeah, in, as you said, in 2017, you kind of fell into the, the, the wedding business because you decided yeah. to do photography. Back up a bit and tell me what you were doing before again so we can visualize <laughs> the pivot you made. Yeah, um, so I was, uh, I just, I laugh because every time we talk about it, it's rather bizarre. I was doing sports uh, production, so broadcasting. Uh, I had the big cameras rolling around. I was doing mostly production, uh, so producing myself. Um, there's actually very tight work in it. I was doing for Tough Mudder, Spartan Race, uh, another company called Bonefrog. We were driving around the country in a van, uh, <laughs> in a production van, broadcasting live, uh, you know, with anchors and, and, and uh, doing that type of thing. So we were, you know, really living the entrepreneurial life. I had, you know, multiple jobs supporting it too. 
uh, you know, we were getting, we were actually producing a, a new network and we were getting looked at by Fubo TV, which was really exciting. And we were very close to being there, but again, you know, it's a rev share model. Um, you know, it's, it's pennies for every view, that type of ordeal. Um, sponsorships are thin in a tight industry like that. So you're sitting there saying, okay, how do I, how do I put this to the next level? And, um, you know, that takes a lot of money and a lot of time and two guys, um, who really didn't have experience, you know, YouTube Academy was our real, uh, intro, intro there. And then, you know, my, my business partner actually went overseas. He got deployed from the national guard. Um, so he was in Africa for 11 months. And during that time I was trying to hold this up on my own and again, making some headway, but all of a sudden, you know, I get this guy who comes up to us and says, you know, Daniel, I, I, I love the way your brain works essentially. I, you know, can you guys produce a commercial for me for my small business? And I said, yeah, I mean, what the hell? And he said, all right, well, name your price. I, I, I again, I love what you're doing. And, um, I, you know, I called James and, you know, he's on a different time schedule. I said, James, this guy's willing to give us a check to pay. Like we've never had this much upfront money thrown at us. We, we need to take it. And he goes, oh, you know, I really want to stick with the production, the, the broadcasting. And I said, I, James, this, this is here. This is in front of us. We, we need to do this. And there was a little bit of disparity um, leading this pivot, but I, you know, I said, let's do it. And he says, you know, okay. And um, when he got back, you know, here I am having, you know, all these small businesses coming after us saying, you know, make me a promotional video, make me. And so we called it be viral, you know, cause everyone wants to be viral. These small companies want to be viral. And we used a B dot because it actually boosted us in SEO um, B being so high up there and the dot being the highest above the alphabet. So you had us to the top instead of the B E that was a much better play from an SEO standpoint. Um, and then we started really taking off from there. And, and, and again, we had a small business base and who got hit the most in small and uh, COVID small businesses. And so um, we're sitting there, you know, and uh, you know, everything that we had worked for to build our bank account and say, you know, we did this, got, got wiped out. Uh, and then B dot remembered comes into play um, because we have these wedding customers and we were trying to keep B viral there. And we said, you know, well, we'll just name it B dot remembered and leave it at that and, and make it simple and, you know, kind of separate the two because no one wants to hire a corporate company for their wedding and no one wants to hire a wedding company for their corporate. So you had to have some uh, difference there. Um, and that's why we ended up going with the be remembered name. Um, but it also just started to catch people loved it. Um, you know, we're called be dot remembered weddings a lot, be, be remembered, uh, just really one of those funny things where we just got caught up in it. And, uh, yeah, again, the pivot into weddings, James, James again, looks at me and says, Dan, this isn't the right move. You really want to do weddings? And I was like, Oh God, brides are going to be tough. He's like, you really want to do weddings? And I was like, I, James, the money's here. The demand's here. The market's screwed. We, I have to fix this. And he goes, what? I, said, I have to fix this. He's like, but you of all people should not be in weddings. I know, but I have to fix this. And he's like, okay, all right, we'll fix it. And he, you know, he's like my brother. So it's really funny. I, I, he's like my little brother too. So I go to him with these ideas and he looks at me like, what the hell are we doing? Um, and I'm thankful he goes along with it. He's just like, Hey, we're going to, and all of a sudden, you know, we're doing it. And he's just like, Oh, I know how I'm going to fit in here. I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to be that, you know, I'm like, okay, let's do this. It's, it's, awesome, it's bizarre. Awesome. So how many, uh, how many podcasts have you managed to get yourself uh, uh, invited on to talk about your business uh, since you started doing this? 
Well, we, we just started um, kind of getting me in front of people because I'm usually the one behind the desk working all nights, and, uh, all uh, you know, uh, days and times. So I work seven days a week and I usually don't leave the office till late 39 o'clock at night. So and then I go to the gym and I go to sleep. Congratulations for looking at this venue for advertising. It's a those of you listening, if you've got a, a story, if you're if you've got something to, to offer, start getting yourself out there. There's there's plenty of podcasters out there looking for great interviews like Daniel here to tell your story. And that ends up probably gonna, you know, uh, Daniel hopefully bring you some business. Uh, before we wrap it up, I wanted to mention Daniel is not aware of Marketing Boost until he got on this call with us. So he's not yet using Marketing Boost incentives for his business. But I'd like to, those of you who might be listening, you might be in the wedding business, you might be in the photography business, you might be listening to this Daniel's story and getting inspired, inspired on how you might grow your business, whatever it is, especially if you're in the wedding or photography industry. But I want to talk about just really quick, some ideas that how Daniel, you might use Marketing Boost incentives which are what? If you're listening to Marketing Boost for the first time, we provide complimentary hotel stays in over 125 destinations globally. We offer restaurant savings vouchers and kind of like restaurant.com, et cetera. And we provide uh, hotel savings cards that come in increments of one, two, three, and $500. And they can be used in a myriad of ways. Like I've got many a photographer that use our incentives, for example, They'll give them a $200 or $300 hotel savings card when they book a free uh, a Zoom consultation, so a virtual consultation. Mm-hmm. And you get them on the call and you're reviewing everything, their dream, how they'd like their wedding to go, what they're looking to mm-hmm. acquire. And, and you might incentivize them with a hotel savings card to book that that uh, no obligation. And they're thinking, well, I'm going to need to book a hotel for my honeymoon anyway at some point so a $300 hotel savings card sounds good and I'll book the zoom call and get on with your team and now so you're using and then the other thing about it with your automation system that you're probably using when they book an appointment on your calendar you can be now adding to that the reminder that you will reward if they show up on time for that zoom call you're going to reward them with that $300 hotel savings card or $500 or whatever you can test different amounts um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what you've done there is killed two birds with one stone. They might book that appointment with you because, of the, in part, because of the hotel savings card over one of your competitors, and mm-hmm. they, well, you're you're also getting them reminding them of the reward for showing up on time, which eliminates no shows. So if you can keep your mm-hmm. sales your calendar full for your sales staff and make sure there's no no shows mm-hmm. gaps, you are obviously going to probably raise your revenue just on the fact that you're eliminating no-shows so that's one way yeah then you get them on the call and you might say now we have this this is the whole package a package b package c or you can get the whole kit and caboodle from a to z we do the whole wedding the whole ball of wax and by the way if you do do that with us if you hire us and give us you know all of the kit and caboodle we'll throw in your honeymoon package for six days and five nights and your choice of cancun hawaii or you know, Cabo San Lucas, for example. But now you're giving them some sexy choices, and uh, and you know, bam! That now they've got another reason to go with you is because mm-hmm. you're throwing in the complimentary hotel stays. So again, what we mm-hmm. do, uh, Daniel, we've been at this for years. I've been in the travel space since the early '90s, and essentially what we do is we help resorts around the world fill rooms that would otherwise go empty, hotels and resorts. Mm-hmm. So we we um, 
So because we're helping them fill rooms that would otherwise go empty, they're agreeing to participate because they're going to see revenue, some revenue versus no revenue. And they're going to get, you know, the people are going to spend money at the bar, the restaurant, the spa, the gift shop, the casino, the excursion desk. And maybe they'll book extra nights. Maybe they'll bring friends along with them, paying full price and so forth. And so they're, um, uh, they're benefiting and it's become a win-win-win for everybody. So we help fulfill our clients, you know, their dreams and their 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 lifestyle and their dreams through travel and restaurant incentives. So it's something you you're gonna need to look into uh, because you may find, or as you were talked about before we turn went uh, turn the recording yeah. on, you we mentioned how you might you you know we've got plenty of clients around the globe as well that use our incentives to motivate and reward staff or contractors yep. with, you know run contests or even just point blank lead generation you know uh, uh, a big one mm -hmm. is lead magnets you know you're looking to generate these leads and compete with your you know the what was the name of that company you get the wedding uh, wedding leads from uh, uh wedding wire wedding wire the knot thumbtack yeah wedding wire thumbtack mm -hmm. uh, i don't know that those platforms but i mean you might you might be able to offer the like an incentive, you know. Hey, download our mm -hmm. our our you know our PDF or get our free ebook mm -hmm. on how to build the perfect wedding, the perfect experience. Be remembered, and uh, and by the way, just for downloading it, you'll be entered to win five nights in Cancun, mm -hmm. Mexico. And so now that you're giving them a reason to to you know if, if you can do that kind of thing on those sites, I don't know. Oh yeah. Least, yeah, yeah. Or at least on your own page, when they get to your page, you might be saying was you want to capture that phone number, email, and, you know, mm -hmm. contact information. So when you're generating that, requesting that information, and there might be hesitant to, do I really want to get these people, do I want to be telemarketed, do I want to fill my emails with spam, you know, I don't know, do, do I really want that yet, I'm not sure, but when you, when you reward them, say, hey, you know, you're going to be entered to win the five nights in Cancun, you know, and get a $100 hotel savings card just for entering your information, Boom, now you're going to give people the extra reason to put in that accurate name, phone number, and email to get that, mm -hmm. uh, to get your download. And boom, you know, we, we've seen people increase their lead generation, mm -hmm. like old, et cetera. So lots of ideas there. Hey, we're running up on uh, over an hour. Daniel, I want to thank you very much for your time here. For those, listening, for those of you listening to the show, thank you much for listening to another episode of Marketing Boost Solutions. I hope Daniel has inspired you to grow your business like he has me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Booth Solutions Podcast with your hosts, Captain Marco Torres. Now it's on you. Take the next step now. Go to marketingboothsolutions.com for more on how you can wow, delight, and surprise your clients with the most amazing draw card on the planet. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. See you next time.